you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. Five days a week. And yes, of the five days this week, clearly this is the best day to be the host of a Locked on Mizzou podcast because by God, the Missouri Tigers just pulled off a double-digit upset over the defending national champions. And boy, is that not a good sentence to say into a microphone. And this exciting recap is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. And you know what? A couple notes here. Obviously, I was at the game and yelling my very large hiney off the entire game. So if I'm a little hoarse, I apologize. And also, well, I can't seem to find a box score anywhere. I've been struggling very hard to try to get ESPN to pull up a box score. Yahoo doesn't want to give me a box score either. But you know what? We'll save our deep analysis for our Tuesday show because this is the immediate reactions. And of course, my immediate reaction is twofold. Number one, all of you who questioned if Connor Bazelak was for real, well, I think we all know Connor for real now at this point. My goodness, the guy threw for 400 yards against the LSU Tigers. And yes, I understand that the defending national champions are not the same team as last year. I understand they've lost a lot of people. But my goodness, Missouri was down seven people, and important people for the most part with COVID, either a positive test or contact tracing. And by golly, we made it happen anyway. Boo Smith, shout out to you, my friend. The Field crowd was doing the boo chants already. You know what? We had Kiki Chisholm, and I hate to be really harsh against a college player, so I'm not going to be super harsh here. But honestly, I don't want to hear from a guy saying that, oh, I can't throw myself open. Oh, I can't throw myself the ball. When I'm out here seeing Tosky Dove and Boo Smith out there making plays. Drops were a major, major problem for Missouri in the first two weeks of the season. And I don't know, again, I don't have the box score in front of me, but correct me if I'm wrong, I didn't see one single drop from any Mizzou receiver today. Our offense was outstanding, frankly. Other than some, frankly, our ball security was terrible. But other than that, the quarterback play was good. The receiver play was good. Larry Roundtree and Tyler Beatty ran the football well. I thought the offensive line protected Connor well and held up well in the running game. Frankly, our offensive line deserves a really big round of applause because these guys were not expected to be a good unit at all. And that's that's maybe the nicest thing I've ever said about the Mizzou offensive line in terms of their preseason expectations. And I was also really pleased to see that Tyler Beatty got involved in the offense in a serious way. I loved the angle route. That's just a great route in general, but a perfect kind of route for Tyler Beatty and his skill set to run. Just a couple 90-degree angles, 
basically getting over the middle of the field. Great play to get him in space and get him into the end zone by Eli Drinkwitz. And you know what? Eli called an absolutely outstanding game as the play caller. In particular, I remember there was a second and one in the second half. My father, I was sitting by, he actually called the touchdown here to Michael Wilson. Now, he didn't say Michael Wilson, but he said, how about a play-action fake and take a deep shot here? And that's exactly what Missouri did on a second and one, and I just love that aggression there. Perfect call. It worked. And there were several times where Eli made play calls that got guys wide open, including... Chance Looper there late in the game for a gigantic like 50-yard gain or something like that. I mean, I watch the Kansas City Chiefs a lot. I thought this game was very reminiscent of an Andy Reid-style play-called game. Lots of jet sweeps and screens that were well-timed, well-timed deep shots. And you know what? Eli has criticized himself for not getting Larry Roundtree the football enough. And I thought he gave him the ball just enough. He he was very effective running the ball. And again, the offensive line deserves a lot of credit for opening up those holes. But I don't know, just Roundtree, to my eyes, has ran really, really well this season, much better than he did last season, in my humble opinion. Now, as great as I thought Eli was as a play caller in this game, if, if I have to be a little bit fair, maybe I have to question his talent evaluation a little bit. Because quite honestly, again, how could you not see that Basilak was the best quarterback on this team based on what we've seen so far in this season? But you know what? At the very least, he, he, he changed course quickly there. So I'll give him credit. But man, the Kiki Chisholm hype. Somebody explain that one to me. Why was he hyped as this NFL wide receiver if he can't even get open apparently if he can't even make something happen in this offense now who knows maybe he would have had a nice game today against LSU and that Bo Pelini led defense maybe he would have but I don't know just something about maybe Eli's talent evaluation show so far maybe just makes you pause a little bit but again that's a nitpicky thing because today is a gigantic win not only just in terms of in the record books, my goodness. This is when I broke down this schedule, I basically said there were four likely losses, four two likely wins, and four toss-ups. Well, by golly, we got one of the four likely losses. That is absolutely enormous for Eli, especially early in his tenure in a weird season. In year one, when you've got a freshman at quarterback, what an absolutely incredible win by this Missouri team. And I just want to give take my hat off and, and give props to absolutely everybody on the roster and the coaching staff for not only one of the most satisfying wins of all time, but frankly, one of the most one of the most entertaining games I've ever seen as well. So that was really phenomenal. And, and thank you all so much. That's all I could say as a fan. But you know what? As wrong as I was, if you followed me on, on Twitter at Locked on Mizzou, I was saying I thought this was quite an opportunity. If you're, if you're willing to bet against the Tigers, which I am not, I was stunned by the 14-point spread. When I saw that multiple starters for the Tigers were out with COVID, either the, the virus or contact tracing, I just thought this is a rare opportunity. What, is, what are the odds makers thinking here? Well, clearly I couldn't have been more wrong on that. And also, I didn't think Missouri would score that many points in this game. 
Well, clearly I was completely wrong there too. But you know what? On the other side of this break, there is something I was wrong about in the moment, but I think long-term I'm actually right. And that is at the end of the game, as great as that goal line stand was, I still think Missouri should have let him score. And you probably think I'm a complete moron for saying that, but let me make the case after the break. But first, I do want to tell you guys about our title sponsor, which is Bill Barr. And like the Missouri Tiger defense on the goal line, just when you think the game is over, well, Bill Barr comes through in the clutch and makes it even better than you can possibly imagine. Because in addition to their 12 original flavors like raspberry and German chocolate, well, they've got a half dozen new flavors, bringing the total up to 18. Now they've got cookies and cream, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. Honestly, if I were you, get a variety pack. Figure out what type of built bar suits your fancy. These bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. How can you go wrong? So go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on, and you will get $10 off your next order. Again, use the promo code locked on for $10 off at builtbar.com. So it's first and goal from the one yard line for LSU with the game on the line. And be honest, didn't you think they were probably just going to score and run out the clock and Missouri wouldn't have enough time to come back and score? Well, that was certainly what I was thinking as well. If that is what you were thinking, I agreed with you. But by golly, it was a goal line stand in Missouri won. That's great. And that's something that that's one of the great moments in recent Missouri history. So I'm not trying to take anything away from the defense here. However, I do think in the future, you might want to consider just letting them score. That's what I said on Twitter. And I think in a vacuum, I stand by that take. However, when I said that at the time, I will admit this. I didn't totally factor in how well Missouri's run defense had done against LSU. And frankly, with three of our top four defensive tackles out, I think I read that Missouri had two scholarship defensive tackles active for the football game. My God, how much credit can you give to these guys? These guys played the game of their lives, really, on the interior. The guys that were actually there, God love you. I think Isaiah McGuire, who usually plays defensive end, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe he started the game on the inside. So just an incredible team effort is what I would call it. I really would. I don't want to sound like I'm being cliche here, but what else can you call it? There was no one guy that necessarily stood out defensively other than maybe Nick Bolton and uh, maybe Burdine and, and Rakestraw in the defensive backfield. But I just thought just a tremendous team effort defensively there at the end, especially in the run game. Obviously, LSU had their did really well in the passing game. And I, I want to give a lot of credit to Miles Brennan because I thought he was tremendous. As much as we, as much as I am going to throw love Connor Basilak's way, let's not forget that Miles Brennan was throwing dimes in that game at times. Good for him. I mean, again, a guy who stuck out his whole career at LSU, never decided to transfer, now getting his shot as a senior. Good for him, but certainly you can't blame him for today's game. And, LSU's receivers, that Marshall kid was unbelievable. You know, they've got tons of talent offensively. You knew they were going to be able to move the ball a little bit. 
I'm just frankly stunned in a game where Missouri was as sloppy as they were. Again, our ball security was just terrible, quite honestly. There was at least a couple fumbles offensively that I didn't even see a hit on. They felt like they were unforced errors. And generally speaking, you're not going to beat a mediocre team muffing two two punts, fumbling the ball on offense multiple times. That's not going to work against a mediocre team. And yet somehow Missouri was able to power through and win this football game. Quite honestly, I was... For most of the game, I'm telling you, 99% of the game, I was very much prepared to come here and do the semi-sad moral victory podcast and tell you that, well, by golly, Eli and Connor Basilak are for real and we should be happy with that, but darn it, we lost the game and that's disappointing. But they pulled it out. And you know what? My buddy Blake Stark, who appeared on this show on Friday... We sort of joked, he sort of joked, semi joked about Luther Burden, kid from St. Louis, I believe Cardinal Ritter, number one receiver possibly in the country, just verbally committed to Oklahoma. Well, if you read between the lines, you could kind of see that he was into the Missouri program a little bit. He's certainly interested. We made his top five, but he needed to see some, some progress. Well, this is this is progress, my friends. Beating LSU, the quarterback, the freshman quarterback, throwing for 400 yards, the play caller looking like he absolutely knows what he's doing. Yeah, I think if I'm Luther Burden, I could be talked into Missouri now. If we'd have gotten absolutely demolished by LSU, probably not. But now we're talking. Regardless of that particular kid, This is a giant win for recruiting, for Eli, for the whole program, and of course for us as Missouri fans. Enjoy it, folks. By the way, I mentioned those two muffed punts, of course, by Chris Abrams' drain, and I will say just by by happenstance, by where I happen to be sitting in this particular game, I had an interesting angle of those two plays, and I think I have some insight to provide that most people probably didn't see in the broadcast and certainly not in the stadium either. But you know what? First, let's let's take a quick break, and then we'll get to more of that and, of course, this great win. So obviously, true freshman, punt returner, and receiver, Chris Abrams-Drain had a rough game, muffing two punts. Missouri, fortunately, was able to recover one of them, so it could have been worse. But the one thing that probably went unnoticed by most people on that play is on LSU's punt formations, at least those two that I remember, LSU had one gunner to its left side on the punt formation. In other words, Essentially, a gunner is a guy who's all the way wide. Think he's a wide receiver, a flanker, if you will. Well, basically, that guy is going to be one of the fastest guys on the field, and he has to run down and try to defend the punt. Well, your job is the guy who's defending the gunner. Now, correct me if I'm wrong if you're a football coach out there, but you're supposed to jam that gunner as if he's a wide receiver and you're playing press coverage. So you need to jam that guy and slow the gunner down. If anything, push him out of bounds. Get him out of the play. That's even better. But 
Number 17 from Missouri, I believe J.C. Carlisle, Charles. I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but he's gotten uh, some, some, some kind words from Ryan Walters and in some of his other defensive coaches, maybe even Eli, too, as being a young cornerback with a lot of potential. And I, I certainly hope we see that. I think he broke up a pass at one point in the game at a key time. But I'll tell you, at least twice, definitely on the two muffs, and one other time for sure that I can remember, he didn't lay a hand on that gunner. And that gunner for LSU was down there fast. And on that first muff, I was saying, oh, Chris, fair catch, fair catch. And I wish he would have fair caught it, but I think I don't think he expected that guy to be down there that fast. And that's sort of a fair assumption. I think... I think if you're Missouri, I think next time if there's one gunner for LSU or anybody, you should probably maybe double team that guy. Let's think about that, number one. But if the technique is to not jam the kid and just run with him, well, that's not working. Because that's twice that, in my mind, again, the second muff, Abrams Drain did call the fair catch, but the gunner ran past him and it definitely got in his head, in my opinion. So, again... I just think you've got to put a body on that kid. And this sort of gets back to my point that I've made in the past on this show. Again, punt returner, right? One of the more underrated positions on the football team. You, all it takes is one muffed punt to ruin a football game. We muffed it twice and somehow still beat LSU. We should really feel fortunate there. And in the future, well, that's something we absolutely have to clean up. We've muffed three punts in three games. That's just not acceptable. That's not clean football. And frankly, our ball handling in general was terrible. Like, we just got to secure the football better. And finally, you know what? At the beginning of the season, I was wondering if Nick Bolton might ultimately be a really good NFL player that was not a part of a lot of real memorable Missouri moments. But by God, Nick Bolton absolutely had his moment today. This was an incredible game from him. The guy was all over the field. He was making tackles, batting down passes by Miles Brennan. He actually left the game, went to the locker room at one point. But after the game, he declined to say what his injury was. But instead, he said, quote, pain's only temporary. Wins are forever. And as Dave Matter said on Twitter, Put that on a t-shirt. Hey, I couldn't have said that any better myself, Dave. Put that thing on a t-shirt. What a quote from Nick Bolton. What a masculine son of a gun he is. And I couldn't be more in love with him at this very moment. And also Connor Bazelak, Eli Drinkwitz play calling, and, you know, the receivers who stepped up, Boo Smith, you know, the defensive tackles. Just unbelievable. Great stuff. Toski Dove is the other receiver I was trying, I was stretching for there. What a performance. I'm almost at a loss for words, even though I've just said probably thousands of words in the last 20 minutes. But really, I, I, I'm astonished. I just didn't think we were going to win that game almost until the very last second. We pulled it off. I, I'm, I'm on cloud nine. That's all I can say. And well, I guess the rest I can say is. That'll be it for me until Tuesday. So you guys will get another podcast on Tuesday. I think we'll we'll break this game down even further. Why not? You'll enjoy that, right? Let's get really in detail on this classic Missouri victory on Tuesday. 
So until then, I am John Miller, and this has been Locked on Masoon. Thank you.